Yes, I knew Sister White. We will not fear. The kingdom is alive. The kingdom's on the move with the poor and the meek and the hungry and the lonely. I'll never forget it. Welcome to Adventist Voices, Spectrum's podcast. I'm Alexander Carpenter, and I'm joined by the celebrated director, Gianfranco Rossi. Thanks for talking with all of us today. Thank you. Good morning to you all. As the Pope says uh, when he meets uh, the astronaut, he says, good morning you all. <laughs> good. And the, well, voice arrives, the voice arrives a few seconds later there because of the distance. So <laughs> I say, good morning you <laughs> Uh, where are you talking to us from right now? So, I'm in New York. Okay, yeah. great. Well, I really enjoyed your document. Friday, Friday we have the opening of the film, so it's an uh, important moment to, to be here and to, to sustain uh, the, the screening that's uh, going to start on Friday. And I think great. it's important to be able to see this film in a big screen. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's a, it's a journey that I think... Uh, uh, would be helped by the darkness of uh, theater. And, uh, you know, we forgot a little bit the use, uh, the idea of being smaller than what we watch, you know, uh, with all these uh, cell phone, computer and things, we're always bigger than what we are watching. And uh, I was a few days ago in the cinema and I was like, it's so beautiful to be in front of such a huge screen. It's like a temple. And it's not so much of the being sharing that experience uh, with other people, but for me, it's really the idea of uh, it was so beautiful to be smaller than what we see, than what we watch. You know, it's like a fantastic experience that we're fortunately we are forgetting more and more and more. Yeah, I was just thinking about that when I was at the Sundance Film Festival. I was up there and had some early access to screens, and so I decided I would sit often in the front row, number one, I could stretch out my legs. Number two, there weren't a lot of people around to distract, but I really enjoyed sort of just looking up at the screen and getting completely lost in every, you know, lost in the image. Well, uh, let's jump in to a quick chat about your great film here. Very meditative. Uh, I really enjoy the pace of it. You give us a lot of space to think as we're watching. And if you wouldn't mind just asking the age-old question, where did you get the idea to focus on the Pope and use uh, this footage and uh, come up with this idea of uh, traveling with him? Well, um, unfortunately, this I said many times, but uh, it's a question that uh, it's inevitable. How did I start this film? Like most of my work, it starts always with an encounter. And this time the encounter was with the Pope. Uh, it was an encounter I had with the Pope 10 years ago after I finished uh, my film, uh, Far at Sea in Lampedusa. The Pope uh, saw that movie and uh, he invited us, uh, the people that worked on this movie. We, we had this very strong emotional encounter in the Vatican. And 10 years later, after I finished Notturno, my film in Middle East, um, I gave an interview with the, with the daily newspaper of the Vatican, Osservatore Romano, and the Pope was leaving for Middle East. Uh, I mean, that's uh, the world, territory where I spent the three years there. 
And uh, when they came back, um, um, I had the opportunity to watch the, uh, the, the footage that they shot in this uh, trip. And um, there was a, a, they were asking me if I could do a collaboration, you know, uh, with all my work that I did there. They wanted me to put some input in this uh, uh, footage that I came with, which was very strong. But unfortunately, this footage was shot for live television mostly. So the timing and the things, the structure, it was something for me very difficult to be able to grab and transform it into a film. So I kind of, when I was almost refusing to do that, I came up with an idea. I said, but how many trips the Pope made in these 10 years, nine years I was at the time? And they told me 34 trips. That was the number at the time of that 37, 38. And, uh, and then I imagined immediately to have this Pope, the idea of this Pope, being outside the wall of the Vatican, uh, the Pope traveling. When we travel, we always change. You know, there's a, a change of our identity, a change of our daily life. We become something, someone else. And the idea of having this Pope going from one place to another place, from one head of state to another state, from the, I knew about this press conference he was doing on the plane, which is very surreal, you know, to moving around with this Pope mobile, almost, almost a, a robotic image of him. Uh, from the back, I always wanted to keep him from the back in this automobile, you know, like almost moving right and left and waving to people. And also, it's the first time that the Pope is traveling with a Pope mobile without a, without a bulletproof cage, just just to show how much clothes he needs to be. In the, you know, sometimes he used to, when he was in good health, he used to stop in the place, go down from the car, embracing people, and then they go up again and keep going on his. Uh, on his journey. So this physicality, you know, that is uh, surrounding this Pope. And uh, the biggest, biggest question it was for me was always, how is it possible to make a film about this figure, or this uh, such important religious figure without being theological and without, without being ideological? This was the first, uh, the first um, uh, challenge that I had. And another challenge was like to make a film uh, for me for the first time, not being involved directly as a as a director I always have to be in the back of the camera for me to understand what I'm filming you know almost like a a, a, a biology biologic biologist who stays in the microscope <laughs> and he discovers a world that he doesn't see with his eyes I have to be in the back of the camera to understand the structure of the story that I want to tell. So for the first time, I also had to do a step back in order to be a visitor, almost like a, an observer to this footage that was not shot by me. So there was this uh, very big challenge, almost like an act of uh, humbleness that I had to make and respect the work of someone else and try to, um, to make this work mine, you know, to enter in this world with another eye, but that yet to put my point of view on all that, and um, at the first, uh, at the first editing, the structure of the film was very impressionistic. Was almost with no commentary, no chronological order, no explanation. It was a very open film and very almost poetic, I would say. You know, like free association. We didn't know where you were, the places, the year, the country. The film was starting in in Iraq and was ending in Lampedusa, and then the war came. The war came, and uh, and I went for the first time on a trip with him in Malta. And in Malta, the Pope disclosure opened up and made his very strong speech uh, 
against all war. Yeah. Use very strong words. Uh, then there's a prayer there that he say, Fermaci, stop us, uh, God, stop us. You know, don't allow our will to happen. You know, it was extremely strong. But when I edited that part of the film, which is still there, is the last 10 minutes of the film after Mosul, after Iraq, um, what I've edited before didn't make any more sense, sense. You know, it was completely history devoured all the film. And I was like, I said, what do I do now? And then we started thinking with my editor, and I said, well, let's try to put everything in order, like chronological order. And once we did all that, the film got its own weight. And it became almost a, a I understood there the film and with whom I was dealing, you know, because in this, I understand there was a prophetic order, almost, you know, what the Pope's, started in Lampedusa when he said the globalization of uh, indifference, you know, we use very strong word always in every country it goes. It's almost like, uh, how you say here in America, bumper stickers. Yeah. <laughs> he has this kind of... Doo -doo -doo. Yeah, know, some slogans. Yeah. Sound but, bites. <laughs> yeah, some bites, you know, like, but the very... They, they force you to think, you know, they force you yeah. to identify with those elements. So everything, everything somehow it became uh, like a structure and goes uh, very naturally from Lampedusa to, to the war now, like almost like it was a, a, a premeditation, you know, like it was inevitable all this. And in a way, when I was uh, joking before, I said, good morning, you all. Uh, when the Pope meets the people uh, of the of the of Soyuz, the voice arrives very late there. You know, there's a moment of silence and embarrassment when, and then the voice arrives there. So for me, this is a bit a metaphor of this Pope. He says something, we don't listen, and then eventually, when it's too late, we do capture what he's saying. You know, and um, yeah, there is a moment in the film which is very strong on that. You know, when he talks, uh, when he meets, uh, when he meets. Uh, uh, Kirill mm. in Cuba, he, he, the journalist asked, well, so what did you talk? Uh, so we talk about uh, our church and about the war. And before the war happened, I didn't know which war he was mentioning. And this was 2014. He was talking about Donbass. Now we are in 2023. And the wars that he say, if we don't take care of this war right now, this is a war that's going to devour all of us. Mm -hmm. uh, that was extremely prophetic. And that's why I say he says something and we listen late when it's too late. Maybe now it's too late also to listen to the Pope about this war. You know, one of the big dreams of the Pope is uh, the, the, the need, uh, his dream. You know, the film starts with dream. Dream, yeah. don't lose the capacity of dreaming. You know, dream a world that you still don't know, but it's going to come to you. And this biggest uh, dream of the Pope is peace, you know? Yeah. And, um, you know, we. the question is like, inspiring to peace, is this a dream? Maybe yes, you know, but all the big revolution came out for dreams, you know, the, the end of segregation, the, the union, the civil war, the things, they all came out from dreams. So if we lose the capability of dream, we lose the capability of uh, of winning our uh, our battles, you know. 
Well, I like the metaphors you're using there, this idea of dream, but also the prophetic uh, element of the Pope, which you could say is a vision in a way, uh, looking around and seeing uh, and what the state of the world is and, and, you know, warning us that if we continue down this path, things... The film is definitely portrait, uh, more than a Pope, I think is a portrait of a man. And at the end, is a portrait of a lonely man. You know, we feel this incredible weight of history in his shoulder. He becomes very ancient at the end of the film. Yeah. And the winds almost like, you know, like uh, in pain. And definitely there is a strong solitude there. But I also wanted the film to be a portrait, not only of a man and of a pope, but also wanted the film to trace uh, a map of uh, human condition, you know, to show the shaky worlds that we are living, where the Pope somehow is uh, the protagonist of this uh, globalized world, you know, he's a player of this globalized world. And that's what I wanted the film to be. Let's talk about the physicality. I found it really interesting because people show up to see the Pope. They try to hear him. The moments where you have this anticipation, where you shoot out into the crowd and see people you know, struggling on the side of a building to to get some eye contact with this important figure for them is is really compelling footage. There's a kind of human struggle that is there. I think that's really, it pairs over and over again with these really compressed moments where the Pope is in a crowd. People are wanting to contact him physically and it's really interesting because there's really no time or moment for him to speak. All he can do is touch a face, kiss a face, touch an arm. Those moments where you really do, you kind of zoom in, you have these medium or close shots are really compelling, connected to the long shots where people just hope to see him once in their life. And then they're pressed up against. Talk about what you were trying to do there. Well, you always use a very important word there. You say eye contact. And I witnessed this when I was in, uh, in uh, the last trip that are not part of the film. Because this is a film that is uh, an open film. I didn't want to close this film uh, with, uh, with a festival or with a distribution. I'm going to keep following this uh, tree because I would like to arrive to the moment uh, of peace, you know, to embrace uh, with the Pope a moment where he could do a trip in uh, Kiev and in Moscow and uh, somehow be able to be a participant of this um, moment that is expecting for more than a year, uh, which is peace. And I want the film to witness that. So I left the film open, although the film, as I say, has been distributed all over the world, in China, in Japan, in the States, South America, Europe, uh, and it's been to all festival, still is an ongoing uh, piece, you know? And, um, sorry, I was saying this uh, because... Ah, eye contact. I went to this trip in Africa uh, with him in Congo and South Sudan. Uh, they were like, they say official, they say they were one and a half million people. I don't know if they were one and a half million people, but the, for sure there were one million people there. I saw this huge, immense, vast area crowded, crowded with people. And when he arrived, when he started talking to this immense ocean of people in front of him, when he looks at the, you have the, I, I went also far away on that, you know, with the monitor, with he, 
you have the perception that he's looking at each of the person that is there individually. Now, this is the capacity that he has to address also in like a huge crowd, almost like he's an individual uh, meeting one by one. You know, there is this very strong uh, element that I felt when I was there. Mm. Yeah, and I think this is the, you can perceive throughout the movie this uh, this. Uh, ability that he has, you know, this need of being part of the people, touching them, one word to someone, whispering a word. There's a moment <clears throat> in uh, Brazil when mm -hmm. he used, when he visited the uh, oncological hospital for, for kids, there's this beautiful girl, uh, she's maybe, maybe 13, 14, full of emotion, and she goes uh, close to him, and he, his eyes, they the fleur and almost crying there and he he whispers something to her in the ear and you can see this woman change completely this girl changing her face completely and smiling to him you know so sometimes a war sometimes a, a moment he has always this ability when before before um, coming here i had a, an encounter with him he invited us because of the film uh, to the into the vatican and we were seven people there. We spent the 20 minutes in his uh, office. Uh, it was a very strong uh, meeting. We talk about everything, but very fast. He's also, he has always a good sense of humor. And before leaving, he looked at us and said, risk, always risk. Be courageous and risk. And then he came closer to me and he said, there are too many conservative people around us. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for a pope to say there are too many conservative people, but it's an incredible uh, message, you know. It's like at the beginning of the movie, we see this world that is upside down, and uh, and the film starts with the pope saying, "Dream, don't lose the ability of dreaming." You know, it's almost like a Jungian concept, uh, and coming from this pope, you know, to dream, you know, to don't lose it, and, and this somehow is a red film rouge that goes throughout the movie. You know, when we meet, uh, also when, when he's uh, in the Senate, uh, here he say, uh, this this uh, country was uh, built by four dreamers. And when he said the word dreamers, he's illuminating his eyes. And, and he was referring to, to Lincoln, uh, Martin Luther King, uh, Thomas Morton, and, uh, and uh, Dorothy Day. And so he said, four of the builders of this country, they were four dreamers. Mm. So, you know, it's a film for me that uh, it's uh, obliged almost, uh, it's almost a reflection uh, to this uh, world that is an ups a shaky world, that is an upside down world. And it's also a tribute uh, to someone that wants to change things, you know. And this Pope, uh, he wants to change things in the, in the small to a big level, also within the church, he tried to say change a lot of things. It's probably, and that's why maybe he's not so beloved by the conservative, you know. There are people that, uh, yeah, that uh, you know, they don't support uh, those changes. And, and you know, it's not a chance that the film start uh, with a shot of one of my film of Wokamare where it says, um, you know, there, there is a voice of the Coast Guard uh, asking to, this, I mean, there's yeah. a boat that is, uh, that is haunting, sinking. Haunting that, scene. That is sinking, and these people are asking for help and asking for being um, uh, saved in the water. And, they, uh, and the Coast Guard say, 
uh, what's your position? What's your position? Say, we don't know. We are like here. We are seeking. Please help. Please help. We are seeking. What's your position? What's your position? Yeah. So for me, this world, what's your position? It's also a reflection on uh, that we can have, we cannot forget what's our position towards all the things that the Pope is proposing to this. He's the only he's the only head of state that is able to talk to the world uh, transversely believers and not believers catholic uh, protestant uh, uh, jewish uh, muslim hindu uh, buddhist uh, he talks to everybody in in the same way and uh, and, and he addresses so many themes that uh, our politics is forgetting us. You know that's why I think this is a thing that is important to watch because it's important also of our world, and uh, it's a reflection of the condition of this world. And we have to know, you know, constantly what's our position towards certain things. Towards certain, what's my position? If each one individually, singly, can make a small change by knowing where we want to belong, you know, things will be probably maybe different. It's and don't forget, forget the dream. Yeah. I love that idea of geolocation, where we're positioned. Obviously, you're talking about our ideological position, position. But as here's my last question for you, you're thinking about his position around the world and things happening in the world. Do you see that power that he's, it's a kind of soft power. Obviously, he's not the head of, you know, obviously Vatican, but beyond that, he doesn't have the kind of Pope power that, you know, existed a thousand years ago. How do you describe his power? Well, for me, the most touching things, I say, I'm not a Catholic and I'm not a believer, and I'm a secular person. And uh, but the most touching things about this Pope, and I think is the most also what make him so popular and so much beloved by so transversely by many. I was in Middle East with the screening of the film, and I could see how much they love this Pope. You know, in, in Iran, in, in Iraq, in Syria, in Lebanon, in North Africa. This is a beloved Pope, because what is the essence of, I think, the most important thing, he doesn't do proselytes. He never does. He believes that proselyte is one of the biggest uh, scene, you know. So, and you can see that constantly on him. He's a Pope that when he travels, there's never proselytes there. And also when he takes important issues, you know, like uh, he's the first Pope that opened up to gay union, you know, and of course they say, but he didn't bless, uh, him. but it's a big step that the church is doing, you know, recognizing a union. And the first thing he always say about all the big themes that are for us, for secular people are very important that the church would open up and then somehow are mostly a conflictual element for me towards the church, you know, and all this year. But then with this Pope, I can open up in someone that is trying to change things. He always say, who am I to judge? You know, there is always this word that he used, who am I to judge? Yeah. So there's a very strong San Francescano, no? Franciscan uh, approach to life and to things. You know, San Francesco was uh, known as uh, being uh, never judgmental towards things, you know. So this Pope is carrying this uh, Franciscan idea of uh, not judging. Who am I to, do, to judge? You know, who am I to say yes is wrong or is right? Well, that's a great way to end. Thank you so much for talking with me today and for uh, putting such a thoughtful piece of art into our world. Thank you so much. Yes, I knew Sister White. 
We will not fear. The kingdom is alive.